0: If you have your Bibles, let's open them tonight to the book of Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through to 20. And I want to preach a very simple message tonight entitled, Are You a Fan or a Follower? Amen. I want to preach a message tonight on the topic of being a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Are you a fan or a follower? You know, there's many people who, are, you know, love sports. They love to follow basketball. They love to follow NRL teams. And they're serious, man, when it comes to following their team. They're serious in terms of following the, uh, you know what, the, the actual famous players who play either on the ball or even on the field. I mean, they know their name. They know how much they weigh. They know where they live, man. I'll be funny enough, they probably know their number. Man, they're serious. These guys are serious Followers, when it comes to who they follow, and tonight I'm preaching on are you a fan or a follower when it comes to Jesus? Because there's a true distinction when it comes to being a disciple of Jesus Christ. So, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, is our text, and I want you to see what Jesus says to his disciples. These are his final words, it's actually called the Great Commission. So, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Listen to what Jesus says. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. Amen. Let's pray tonight. God, I'm asking that you help us. Lord God, to find in your word tonight, to have a conviction to be a disciple and follow after you, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that you'd give us, Lord God, a deeper sense, Lord God, of of being a disciple, God. A a heart, Lord, that would follow you no matter the cost. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Alright, so if you, uh, you know, a disciple tonight, I encourage you, get a pen and paper out and write some notes because I'm going to give you some scriptures, I'm going to give you a good idea through God's Word on what it means to be a disciple. So number one, let's consider, what is a disciple? I mean, we can come to church and be like, yeah, we're disciples for Jesus. Yeah, you know what, we come to church and we hear the term disciple. But do we really know what it means? What is a disciple? So the word disciple comes from the Latin word, which is discipulus which means student. It's derived from the root word, which is desir, which means to learn. So what is a disciple? A disciple, uh, Vine's Dictionary of New Testament describes it as one who follows another's teachings. The word disciple implies discipline. Not only is a disciple one who is a learner or a student, but one who follows or adheres to someone else's teaching and so this is what a true disciple is there there's someone who is a student someone who is not only a student or a learner but someone who desires to learn the sayings or the teachings of the teacher and Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 4 verses 19 listen to what Jesus said then he said to them follow me and I will make you fishes." of men Jesus is now calling his disciples and he gives them an instruction and he says follow me I will make you fishes of men so to be a disciple listen first and foremost to follow Jesus where Jesus begins to take full residence in your life that not only is he your savior not only is he a savior to you but he is your lord I mean he rules And He reigns in every area of your life. And so the call to be a Christian is to call to be Christ-like. This is why it's called a disciple. One who follows Jesus and one who listens to His teaching. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. Jesus says these words, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. Master, And so Jesus, in our text, he calls his believers and he decides and he says, listen, the only way we're going to uh, begin to infiltrate the world, the only way the church is going to move forward is by making disciples. He says, go into all the world, make more disciples of all nations. I mean, I'm so glad to be a shepherd, a pastor of this congregation because I look and I see all different nationalities. I see people with from all different backgrounds, different countries. And it's amazing because here it is, the Word of God being fulfilled in our church. That You know what, we're going to go out and make disciples of all nations. I mean, I, I look at other churches and I think to myself, Did they hear what Jesus said? I mean, there's a church specifically for Samoans. There's a church specifically for PNGs. There's a church specifically for New Zealanders. And I'm like, man, here it is. Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations. You know what? Meaning the gospel message is not just for one culture. The gospel message is not just for one people group. It's for all nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's love knows no bounds. God's love knows no culture because God's love reaches down into the world. And he's saying, man, follow me. I'll make you fishes of men. I'll make you a disciple. And through the word of God, it gives us clear characteristics as to what a disciple looked like. Because I'm saying, you know what? Here it is. The church world has watered down the gospel. So people are not truly following Christ. Amen. People have this false sense of being a disciple where now they begin to add Jesus into their schedule and only for Sunday. I mean, they fit Jesus just on Sunday morning and Sunday night. I'm a disciple, but then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, man, they're not even following Jesus. So let's look at what a clear characteristic is, what a disciple looks like. Number one, a disciple is one who abides in the word. Listen to John chapter 8 verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, listen to this, you are my disciples indeed. So number one a disciple is one who abides in God's word. Are you a disciple that you know what you wake up in the morning and you want to seek God through his word? That everything that you live your life through and through is dictated through God's word. It's live through God's word, the Bible, that we begin to feed our soul. How do we respond to, uh, you know what last sermon we preached on? How do we respond when it comes to our emotions with anger? How do we respond? We find everything through the word of God. According to uh, the Strong's Dictionary of Hebrew and Greek, the word used here for abide means to stay. It means to stay put. And so Jesus is saying, if you abide, if you stay in my word if you continue also it could be translated if you continue if you dwell if you endure be present if you remain if you stand or tarry that's what it's saying if you would abide in my word you are my disciples indeed number two a disciple is one who has love for the fellow brothers and sisters in Christ amen this is a true disciple Is someone who has love for the fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. John chapter 13, verses 34 through to 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. I love this verse. By this all will know that you are my disciples. That if you have love for one, Another. I mean, what a display of grace and forgiveness that truly represent the Spirit of Christ. Disciples that love one another. Disciples that begin to put uh, preferences aside and they begin to serve one another. Begin to forgive each other and live in harmony. To live in unity. And this is a testimony of the church that all we know that we are Christ's disciples the world will see and say man how come this nationalities they all together how is that possible because they have love for one another and I'm telling you that is a testimony to the world by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I mean, the church world is filled, and even I can say, you know what, be honest, even maybe through our church, that we have to be convicted through the Word of God and say, listen, are we really truly disciples when it comes to the issue of loving each other? That, yeah, man, they might, you know what, do you wrong. They might, you know what, say some things, but here it is, the Word of God giving us direction to say, hey, truly going to be my disciple? You're going to love each other. So thirdly, a, a disciple is one who bears much fruit John 15 verse 8 by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples notice right here in the text the emphasis is on much fruit this signifies a lifestyle that glorifies God that disciples must bear the fruit of the spirit I mean you can tell very quickly who's a real disciple or not by their behavior by their conduct by the fruits of their spirit galatians 5:23 but the fruit sorry galatians 5:22 to 23 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control i mean listen to those words i mean we can skim over this I mean, oh yeah love joy peace love. But I mean, you listen to this. Disciples that bear the fruit of the Spirit love, joy, peace, long suffering, meaning there's this patience about them, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such there is no law. Listen, if you're not bearing the fruit of the Spirit, you ask yourself what kind of spirit are you holding? You, are you feeding your flesh as Galatians speaks? Because this is exactly what verse 24 says. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I mean, this is where it comes for a true disciple. When you decide to be a follower of Jesus and you crucify your flesh, the things that you want to do, the things that you wish and desire to do. But you say, man, you know what? I'm going to crucify this flesh because those who are Christ." have crucified its flesh and its passions and its desires. This is speaking about not just being a Sunday Christian. This is speaking about having a lifestyle who is continually going to follow Jesus no matter the cost. Can you say amen? amen? So it's a daily lifestyle to crucify your flesh. And Jesus says some sobering words. Here we are talking about bearing fruit. Listen to this, John 15 verses 1. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, listen to this, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. This verse, listen, it gives a clear description. Those who are not disciples, those not bearing fruit of the spirit will be taken away. And Galatians talks about the works of the flesh. Yet it's evidence that, you know what, it's adultery, fornication, and all these things, it, it's being described, those will not inherit the kingdom of God. And Jesus is saying through this verse, those who do not bear fruit will be taken away. Are you a true disciple tonight? Are you someone that begins to bear the fruit of the Spirit? Or are you still not made a decision and you're still living like the world i mean this is not gray areas here this is black and white are you a true christian or you're not a christian are you on god's side or you on the world's side because here it is jesus says you're either a disciple or you're not a disciple amen so let's talk about secondly the cost of being a disciple i want to preach this message tonight because i believe many of us don't really understand the significance when it comes to being a true disciple of jesus oh yeah i'm gonna follow christ oh yeah it's all happy clappy yeah praise the lord hallelujah but listen are you gonna be a disciple of christ when it gets difficult or you just gonna quit are you gonna be a disciple for jesus christ and live holy live right when it comes to you know what being sanctified which means being separate and holy or you just gonna quit and give up because you haven't realized man there's a cost of being a disciple there involves an, el- an element of sacrifice. Luke chapter 14, verses 25. And it's a title even in your Bible saying, Leaving All to Follow Christ. Listen to this. Jesus says, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. I mean, this is Jesus we're talking about. Listen to the next verse, verse 27. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I love how he gives this story. For which of you intend to build a a tower, does not sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him, or uh, who comes against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is still a great off, a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has, cannot be my disciple. This is Jesus' words. This is the, I didn't make this up. I didn't be like, you know, oh, listen, hey, this is what Jesus says, you know, try and fit it in your schedule. If you can come, you want to be a disciple, you know, on your terms. Jesus is saying, listen, if you're going to be a true disciple, and if you're going to go and make disciples, listen, number one, Jesus says, whoever doesn't hate his father and mother, wife, children, brother, uh, children, yes, even his own life, he says, you cannot be my disciple. I mean, this is a bold statement coming from Jesus. And what Jesus is saying, in other words, your love for God should be so strong that in comparison, your love for others would look like hate. This is what Jesus is saying. If you're going to be a disciple, Jesus comes first. Amen. Let the church say amen tonight because this is what Jesus requires of us to be a disciple of him. If we're going to follow Jesus, he's got to come first. And family, you know what? We love him, but listen, nothing compares to what Christ has for us. I'm going to love God first before family. Luke chapter 9, verses 59. Then he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me go and bury my father jesus said to him let the dead bury their own dead but you go preach the kingdom of god i mean jesus is going against the grain i'm like i'm i'm doing a study about being a disciple i'm i'm even getting convicted myself i'm like man lord jesus let the dead bury their own dead jesus is actually addressing the issue of the heart in jewish terms they were saying you know what uh to go and bury their own dead was to go before and you know what get everything prepared and then they'll go and 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 go and follow Jesus but Jesus is saying listen he's he's really what he's doing is he's coming against tradition and so Jesus is saying to you and I listen don't let your tradition don't let your culture comes first kingdom culture comes first amen the kingdom of god comes first and we as disciples must make the kingdom our first priority the bible says as for me and my house we will serve the lord can you imagine the revival that will sweep through cities and nations when people begin to be true disciples of jesus christ that say man i'm i've had enough of the world i've had enough of following uh, the crowd i'm going to be a follower of jesus christ i'm going to be a disciple of Jesus, I'm putting Jesus first. Come on, somebody. All right, it doesn't matter. Friends might go this way or that way. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And Jesus addresses the heart. Matthew 10, verse 34. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother And Lord, Jesus is being stern because he knows what really lies at the heart of us as people. Jesus wants us to desire the kingdom first, to desire him first. And that's what it means to being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because when you be a disciple, listen, uh, this will cause conflict in your personal life. It may cause conflict in your own family or with your own friends. I'm telling you, I see it played out so many times. Even when I became a Christian, when I decided to give my life for Jesus Christ. And it's so funny. Man, my my mom and my dad would allow me to go drinking and partying and everything. But as soon as I became a Christian, they're like, what are you doing that for? It's like, man, aren't you happy that I'm not drinking? Aren't you happy that I'm not like high strung and bringing you know girls home it's like man what, what's what you know and so this is the world we're living in we've accepted and tolerated you know evil that but when God brings in good the world sees that it's like man there's something wrong here and listen tonight when you be a disciple are you willing to risk conflict in your life are you willing to risk conflict in your family in your home with, even with your friends to be a true disciple of Jesus Come on tonight. I'm preaching tonight because I believe that these are the last days. And you know what? I know that Jesus would come back for his bride. But I truly believe that Christ is not going to come back for half-hearted believers. That Christ ain't going to come back for, you know what, half-hearted disciples. Luke 14 verse 27. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. This is Jesus speaking. What has happened to the church what happened to the disciples of Jesus and yet Christ begins to give instruction to his own disciples and say listen you're all I've got 12 men you're all I've got go into all the world and make disciples of all nations and these guys these 12 men decided you know what this is going to cost our life this is going to cost our life tonight and here it is Instead of following Jesus to change their lives, people are trying to change Jesus to fit their lives. I'll say that again. Instead of allowing Jesus to change their lives, people are trying to change Jesus to fit their lives. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I mean, this high cost, of discipleship has caused many to turn from following Jesus. Jesus was so stern. He even rebuked the Pharisees, the religious people. He even spoke a word after feeding the 5,000 the people. And, and he says, you know what? Why don't you eat from me, the body? He says, drink of my blood. And this, they said, you know what? This was a hard saying. Even disciples. And they wanted to run away from Christ. They wanted to leave. In fact, most of all the disciples, so-called disciples, left because Jesus and his teaching was so full on. And Jesus turns to his own disciples and says, hey, are you going to leave? Are you going to go? And one of the disciples said, hey, where can we go? You have the words to eternal life. That is a true disciple that recognizes I'm not following the crowd. I'm not just coming to church because my brothers go to church. I'm not just coming to church and sit at the back playing my phone. I'm going to be a serious disciple. I'm not just going to come to church and let my mind wander here and there. I'm going to be a true disciple and follow after Christ. Come on, where are the true disciples of Jesus? Where are the men and women that could stand up in the last days to say, Man, in the midst of pain, in the midst of struggle, I'll be a true disciple? I'll follow Christ. Christ wants our church to be a disciple making church. And I believe Jesus is not looking for quantity, he's looking for quality. Amen. He's looking for men and women who would not be half-hearted, but go full-on for Him to live for Christ. Amen. I want to close with the rewards of being a disciple. Because we need to go into all the world. We need to tell them of Jesus. Because there's more to being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Number one, there's a promise of eternal life. Hallelujah. Romans 5 verse 9. Uh, Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Uh, Man, this is the reward of a disciple. That when everything is said and done, when you breathe your last breath, heaven is your home. Revelations 21 verse 3 to 4. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. I love this verse. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. The promise of eternal life. There ain't no tears in heaven. God begins to wipe away every tear. You might be here tonight and thinking, man, life is so difficult. Listen, there is an eternal reward waiting for the disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus begins to speak and says well done good and faithful servant he's talking about the disciples who've been faithful in their calling faithful and diligent in where they've been called to be in and I'm telling you Jesus looks out and says well done good and faithful servant uh, to those who are entering the promise of the kingdom but he says to those because Jesus says many will come and say Lord Lord did we not do this Did we not perform signs? Did we not do this? And Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. Man, you can come to church. You can sing the songs. But listen, let this convict you tonight that Jesus may say the same words to you. Depart from me. I I never knew you. Man, that is sobering to the T. I'm like, I'm frightened out of my socks that God would say to people who come to church, I never knew you. But that's the reward of a disciple, someone who decides to be faithful, someone who decides to follow Christ, to take up the cross, crucify their flesh, and be a disciple and follow Jesus. There's a reward of eternal life. Secondly, there is the promise of present blessings. John 14 verse27, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The world is searching for peace the world is searching for peace through drugs and alcohol through relationships I'm telling you let the church understand the peace of God that when people look at your life when they come and they meet you they see something in you that's so different what is it you bring them back to this verse God has given me peace not as the world gives but the peace that surpasses all understandings. The peace that is through Jesus. And God has given the promise to disciples of peace. John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 13 through to 18. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God abides in him and he in God. Verse 16 says, And we have known and believed that the love of God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Verse 17, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. You know, there is a victory for the disciple as well. Revelations chapter 12 verse 11. Actually, sorry, Romans 12 verse 1. My eyes mixed up here. Paul writes, he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service right here is the victory when it comes to the disciple that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice because when we do the victory of jesus comes through us it's not by might it's not by power but by my spirit says the lord listen there is a victory that comes and flows through your life because jesus is evident and a disciple that follows jesus is someone who has his spirit the victory for the disciple is that when families become disciples family members also desire to become disciples of Jesus. Acts 13 verse 31, so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Listen, if you would continue to be a disciple, continue to put God first, put God's kingdom first and make coming to church a conviction, make it a priority. You know what? I'm going to come to church me and my household we're going to come and serve because i'm telling you you and your household when you make this a conviction listen your family members see it it'll become their conviction that they want to come and be saved as well but you got to make that decision in your heart to say man you know what god i'm going to be a disciple because one day when everything is faded away and this earth passes away listen only thing that matters is you and your families that will make it into heaven Be the disciples so that your family members can also be disciples. That your mom, that your dad, that your uncles, your brothers and sisters can come to a church and realize, man, there is a God, there is a God that is able to save. There is a God that is able to break addiction. There is a God that is able to give us a future and hope. But it comes to you being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Are you a fan? or a follower a fan is merely someone who just watches and follows but a disciple there's something different about that have you weighed up the cost of following Jesus or has the world enticed you have you become lukewarm have you become lukewarm in your faith I mean you haven't crucified the flesh you're still living for the world Drinking is more appetizing. Going partying is much more appetizing. That's why it means, that's why I'm preaching this message tonight because you know what, if you're going to be a disciple, you're going to have to make a decision, say, you know what, no. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm not going to go there. The Bible talks about, Jesus even says, the broad path and the narrow path. The broad path leads to destruction and the narrow path leads to eternal life. Listen, friend, it's so clear and the Bible is truth. But will you be a disciple? Will you walk the narrow path that leads to eternal life? Or will you continue down the broad path that which leads to destruction? Maybe you're here tonight and you know what? You're not saved. You're not right with the Lord. I want to give an invitation to you. You know, God loves you. Jesus died for you so that you could make heaven your home. Jesus died because our sins are what separate us from the love of God. But God in His love... John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life maybe you're here tonight you know you're not right with God this message has hit something in your life you know what if you were to stand before God on judgment day you know those words depart from me I never knew you would speak directly to you but tonight, you want to change that. You want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. If you want to get saved, if you want to get your heart right with God, I'm going to count it a privilege to pray with you. The sinner's prayer that you can accept Jesus in your life. Every head bowed and every eye is closed. You want to be a disciple. You want to follow Jesus. I want you to do one simple thing and you'll raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Lift up your hand tonight. God loves you. First step is to give your life to Jesus Christ. Repent from your sin. And accept Jesus in your life. If that's you tonight, you know your heart's not right with the Lord. You lift up your hand tonight and say, yes, that's me. Preacher, that's me. I'm not right with God. God bless you, my brother. I see that hand. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? I see that hand. Anyone else? Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? God bless you. You're not saved. You're not right with the Lord. It starts tonight. God loves you and He wants to, you know what, forgive you. He wants to give you a new start. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. You want to be a new creation tonight? If that's you, raise your hand. Say, yes, that's me. Join His honest hands. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? Lift it up tonight. Maybe you're backslidden. You once had a walk with Christ. You once had a relationship with Jesus. But you've gone your own way. If that's you, raise your hand as well and join His honest heart. Say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. Lift your hand tonight and respond as well. Say, that's me. God loves you. He wants to save you. Amen. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. He's touching people tonight. He wants to make you a new creation. He wants you to be an example for your family. Lift up your hand. Say, yes, that's me. I want to be a new creation tonight. I want to get saved. I am going to give my life to Jesus. Lift it up. Lift it up. Amen. My brothers, my sisters, you lifted up your hand. Amen. You look up at me. You met that. My brother at the back there. Amen. You met that. Come. Come. I want to pray with you. Come out of your seat. My brother here at the middle as well. Come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. Come. Come. Layla, come. Destiny, come. Come. Amen. God bless you, man. Hallelujah. God bless you, my brother. God's going to do something new all of your life. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Let's stand right here. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Just say these words. Just say, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you come into my heart. I repent of my sins and I'm asking that your blood would cleanse me from my sins. I thank you that you died for me and you rose again. Come into my life and make me a new creation. Tonight, I make a decision You will be my Lord and my Savior. From this night onward, I'm going to be a disciple. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Just lift your hands up, brother. I'm going to pray with you tonight. Lift your hands Father God, I just pray right now for my brother God. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that all heaven rejoices when one sinner repents. Lord God, and we rejoice, Lord God, with the angels. Lord God, we rejoice with all heaven tonight, God. And we thank you that a new life, Lord God, that hell has been destroyed. We thank you, Lord God, that lives have been transformed and changed, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for a new creation that has begun, Lord God, in our brothers and sisters here at this altar. I pray, God, let this new, Lord God, chapter begin in their hearts and in their minds, Lord God. Let the resurrection power continue to surge through their bones and through their hearts. Let your word become, Lord God, Uh, God, let your word, Father God, Lord, become so evident in their lives, Lord Jesus, that they choose to pursue you and your will, to choose to live according to your word tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Church, these altars are open. Why don't we come and find a place to pray? Amen. You can find a place here tonight and just pray here at the altar. Come, come. Come out of your seat. Maybe God's dealing with you tonight about being a disciple. You know, you're, you're just being a fan, a Sunday fan. But listen, tonight, it's a call to be a disciple for Jesus. If you want to be a disciple for God, come. Come out of your seat and say, you know what? Tonight's the night I'm going to be a disciple. Lord God, have your way, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father God, for this congregation. Lord, I pray for this church. Lord God, that we would be a church planting. Lord God, church filled with disciples lord god men and women young and old from all nations of backgrounds lord god white black lord god latino lord god a filipino lord god asian lord god mixed race god bring them in lord for indeed we are a church god ready to make disciples of all nations I pray let it be a conviction of our church. God, that we would stand on your promise, stand on your word, Lord God, to go into all the world and make disciples. Lord God, let it be, Lord Jesus, the standard in our congregation. Lord God, that we would seek to be a disciple and to make a disciple, to win one, each one to win one and raise up a disciple for you, God. Oh, Lord, minister right now, God, in our church. God, help us, Lord God, to live this word. Lord it's so easy to hear the words being preached but it's difficult to live them. Help us God not just to be hearers but doers of your word God. Raise up a generation of disciples. Raise up a generation Lord God of men and women, young and old, who are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Raise up a generation God, a church Lord Jesus in these last days who would stand for truth, who would stand for righteousness, who would stand for holiness, who would be sanctified and set apart. God, I pray tonight, Lord God, that even through family, that even though, Lord God, friends will come in conflict with us serving you. I pray let it be a conviction to every mother. Let it be a conviction for every father. Let it be a conviction for every young man and woman that they're going to put you first. Putting you first, Lord God, means putting the kingdom first. I pray against every tradition. I pray against every culture that comes against your church. Oh God, for indeed you said the gates of hell shall not prevail. You will build your church. God, tonight, Lord Jesus, help us to be a congregation of disciples. True disciples, Lord God, that would shine your light. Lord God, true disciples that won't be like this world. God, that decide, Lord Jesus, to be separate, holy for you, God. Oh, Amen. You keep praying, church. Pray right now. Oh, there's things in your life that maybe you need change. There's things in your life tonight that God is dealing with you about being a disciple. The people here tonight, you know what? You need to present your body as a sacrifice. You know what? It's more, you know what? Maybe your obedience of following Jesus, that you know what? You've been disobeying Him. That God, maybe the friends and families have definitely pulled you away from kingdom from his kingdom. Jesus says, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow Christ. Make God's will your will. Lay aside your personal goals, desires, ambitions. Listen, God will reveal the desires and goals and ambitions that he has for you. You got to submit your desires, your goals, you got to submit them to the Lord. Are you still in control of your life? Or is Jesus Lord of your life? That's what it means to being a disciple. say, you know what, God? You're the Lord of my life. If you want me to serve, I'll serve. There's a cost, yes. There's a sacrifice, yes. But amen, there's so many, you know what, anemic Christians. Oh, it's just too hard now. Man, Jesus is saying, church, it's time to rise up. Up your game when it comes to being a disciple. Jesus, raise up a church. Raise up a generation, disciples with spiritual backbones that say no to this world and say yes to you, no matter the cost. God, I'll follow you. This is why, you know what, Pastor Dax and Rose are going to Bougainville. They decide, man, I'm going to be a disciple. Yes, it's going to cost my family. Yes, it's going to cost, but I'm going to follow you for me and my wife. Being a disciple means, you know what, for Jesus, we're going to be here serving Jesus, serving you guys. You know what, be a disciple of Christ, laying aside our goals, our preferences, careers aside. You know what, no, we're building the church. Disciple of Jesus. Will you be a decision? Will you make a decision tonight? Say, you know what, God, I'm going to be a disciple. Follow wholeheartedly after you. Oh, God, minister in this place tonight, God. Lord, we don't want to go back to the way it used to be. Presence Oh,